What's up, everyone? Welcome to the bonus episode of this month. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving me money. Here is your second or maybe first bonus episode of August. We are here to talk about Diamond and Pearl remakes and Legends of Arceus. And I brought in only Pokemon's finest, starting with Al, all the way from not America. <laughs> That's the uh, uh, the only distinguishing feature I have is being not American. <laughs> <laughs> and then also Hi. we have Bobby, who is from America. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we have the whole world here. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. <laughs> So uh, we were actually supposed to have just behind the scenes some BTS. We were supposed to have a different podcast this month, and uh, that kind of fell through. Scraped together Al and Bobby here to at least get you guys something. Uh, but I'm assuming you both listened to Greg, Will, and my opinions on this last week's podcast. It was a doozy of a show. Um, and I'm sure of both of you were screaming at your uh, <laughs> headphones or your car speaker uh, from Absolutely. our Absolutely. Yeah, uh, we're going to keep this structured like we did the other, sh- the normal episode. We're going to start with Diamond and Pearl, uh, and then we're going to move over to Arceus. So at least there's some sort of structure. Uh, but let's start with Al. Uh, let's focus on Diamond and Pearl. The trailer, what'd you think? Would you, would you like what you didn't like? Yeah, I think it is. It definitely looks better. I didn't dislike the way it looked before, but it did look a little bit rough. Um, I think I... I absolutely love what they're doing, right? I have I have really enjoyed all of the remakes so far. Um, let's not get into discussion about Oraz, but I've enjoyed them all. Um, but there's something really nice about rather than kind of turning the game into, you know, a sword and shield like with all the 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 higher gra- higher graphics. Let's not talk about that. You know, the <laughs> the more 3D world, um, and instead going back uh, to how Pokemon games were, but in a much more modern and better looking way, I think is really nice. I, d- I don't, I'm not one of these people who wishes that all Pokemon games were still like that. Absolutely not. I'm loving the way that things are moving, but I like the idea of remakes kind of going more towards that way. So that's kind of good. I think it looks absolutely gorgeous now. Um, uh, I don't know why some people still don't like the the chibi models, but I think they look great. I was still, I, I think it still feels a little bit weird when you go into the battles and the models are like full-size, normal-looking humans <laughs> after you've had them as chibi models in okay, the I, I overworld. Hate, I, I hate that too. I hate that too. They did that in <laughs> X and Y. Just keep, give me the chibis. It's fine. It's, it's really weird. But I suspect it was probably, uh, we can you know use the models from Sword and Shield for that, right? Like, Because if you have the people being weird, do you have the Pokemon being chibi as well? Or do you keep them like they are in Sword and Shield, like it just becomes a bit messy there. I see why they've done it. I'm just not a huge fan of it. And obviously I've pre-ordered the Switch. Al, (laughs) real quick. um, (laughs) We're like the same age, so you must have been, you must have been on the younger side when Diamond and Pearl came out, but also old enough to be spending your own money. I was in the Pokemon's not cool anymore stage at this point. Same here. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, I think I hit around Gen 3. I don't think I bought Gen... Th- I got Gen 3 at that time. Um, and then I missed all of Gen 4, except... Oh, I no, tell a lie. I came back in 
just after the release of Heart Gold Soul Silver. I think they were the first ones I bought again. So I guess I just missed the the normal Gen Four games. And for some reason, I never went. Oh, I really enjoyed Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Let me go and play the older ones. I went. No, I can see Black and White coming out. I'll play them instead. Right. <laughs> so it's an understandable move to not go backwards when you see the newer games coming out. Well, yeah, but like it wasn't like it was already out. It feels like the sort of thing where you go, oh. I have enjoyed this game. Here are some other games like it, but with new Pokemon that I'd never seen before, unlike Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which were just the same games I'd played in the past. I don't know why I didn't that because it's not like they were older and uh, well, they were older, but it's not like they were you know less good looking or you know less quality of life improvements. Like that's kind of how the remakes work. Yeah, but like I would say when you come back to something like Pokemon, I feel like you are more likely to kind of jump in on something that you're familiar with. So it's like, yeah, probably, you know, it's like, Oh, heart cold soul silver. I played gen two. Let's play gen two again, you know? And, yeah. um, more so than just like jumping into a game where you don't know any of the Pokemon, it might be a little bit more, um, make like make you less likely to want to jump in. Yeah. So Bobby also Pokemon, not cool. So did you skip these games initially? I did, yeah. I actually, I have actually never played Diamond and Pearl. Um, I picked up a copy of Platinum last uh, last year and played through that Before a little bit. Before COVID prices, I hope. Uh, actually, <laughs> it was after COVID prices, but I got it from um, someone in the Slack. Uh, they gave me a good deal. Wanted to sell it to me for a good deal. They actually were just going to sell it to me for. They were just going to send it to me, and I said, "That's not happening. I'm definitely paying you." <laughs> For this game, and so I paid him. But hey, why have we got nice didn't... people on the Slack? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Slack's got great. Are people. you about to advertise the Slack to? Well, I would assume they're already listening to <laughs> this because. <laughs> yeah, I actually managed to. I've completed my main series game collection a couple of years ago as well, so I managed to miss out on all that. Everything is ridiculously expensive now. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. I look every once in a while, and it and it's just like the prices. I'm like, okay, they got to be dropping now, right? Like, nope. <laughs> so before COVID, I picked up Platinum for $60 with Ooh, book, with case, oh, not nice. like everything. And then in October, almost a year ago, uh, I saw Platinum at a store and they were charging $150. Um, I, was in, I, was in, I was in Austin, Texas, visiting a friend and was down there for a little bit of work stuff. And then I went to a different store and... They were only charging ninety nine, and I was like, <laughs> "Only." <laughs> I guess I'll buy this. I don't know, but I think it's still I think it's still closer to the hundred and fifty side for those games. That's so. horrific. I th- I don't think when I was catching up on buying all the games that I didn't already have, I think the most I spent on a game was thirty quid, and I was like, "Oh, that's a lot of money." <laughs> it's yeah, it's insane prices. I think I bought Black Two for. Yeah, something like 35 or 40 pre pre COVID. Yeah, I can't deal with those COVID prices. Wild. At least you bought the good one. At least you bought platinum and not diamond and pearl. Yeah. Well, when I was going going into it, when I was like, okay, I want to play a Gen 4 game, I was I was thinking like, okay, I gotta get platinum. And then I saw the pricing, like, oh, this is never gonna happen. And I think that's when I just reached out in the Slack and was like, Hey, does anyone know where I can get a copy of Platinum? Um, and someone actually responded and was like i actually have one i'm not playing you can definitely have it i've i've definitely played through platinum um because i do remember playing through the distortion world 
but I can't remember anything other than the distortion world. Um, and like the, there's a lake you go to at the beginning, I think. Yeah. You see something in the lake. That's about all I remember of that game. So I don't know whether I just played it ridiculously quickly and wasn't paying attention to it or it's just non-memorable. I guess we'll see when I play through the remakes. I'm obviously buying both. I'm going to play through it and I will enjoy myself even if it's a boring story because I love the look of it. I, I guess the biggest question for me still is, you know, what actually is it? Because, you know, I think there's an assumption based on the Pokemon we've seen that there is at least going to be the same Pokemon as Pokemon Platinum. Whether there's going to include things like the Distortion World is a big question for me. And, you know, there's lots of people who are convinced that they're going to include something like the, was it the Delta episode? Is that what it was called? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, hmm, that's an awkward name for right now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not convinced they will because I feel like... Did did Emerald have anything like the Distortion World added in Platinum? Like, was there an extra thing other the than... Battle Frontier? Okay, so no, not <laughs> really. <laughs> um, but yeah, Al, like the five the... people who played the Battle Frontier <laughs> love the Battle Frontier. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know they do. They love it. Um, so I feel like it, the Delta episode was that. And so I'm not really convinced that we'll get something new like that. I could see maybe something like Rainbow Rocket, where it's just a bunch of like extra battles in a kind of clever way, not just a um, battle tower type thing. But yeah, the idea of something like the Delta episode, I think is unlikely, but I wouldn't complain about it, you know? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, I don't know. I think that there's going to be a lot to do with the, um, was it the, the Grand Underground? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. those like hideaways that are going to have the different Pokemon based on like what statues you put in your, uh, cave is going to, I think is going to be a big part of, I would assume like post game stuff. I feel like that may be just the big new thing over anything else for this game. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be... It, presumably the the underground, because I literally, I don't think I ever went in there other than once to try out the... Oh, what was that massive glitch in there? The... What was it called? Splicing or something like that. Um, <laughs> I can't Destiny remember what it's called. Sudden splicers? <laughs> do, you know the, do, do you not know the one I mean? There's a... There's a oh, what is it? There's a, um, there's a... There's a glitch in the underground where you can basically walk off a part and then end up glitching to it anywhere, basically. And I can't remember what it was called. It was something like splicing it was called, but anyway, it's not important. So uh, did it have things like the the areas, whatever they're called, with all the extra Pokemon in it, or was it just... No, it did like, not. Like, what actually was the underground? So the underground was, the you could, when you got your Explorer's Kit... Anywhere on the map, you could open up a hole and then you drop down. And for those that are unfamiliar or are familiar, the underground is pretty much everything above Sinnoh underneath and just a bunch of cave hallways. Uh, so theoretically, you could walk from like the very first town to all the way up to that snow point town, like going through the cave stuff or whatever. I think so. But was there know anything what... down there, though? So when you were down was there... It just shortcut? When you were down there, there were little glimmers in the wall, and that's when you would do the digging minigame, where you would get, like, fossils ah. or shards. And I did it a lot in my Nuzlocke, because you would need, like, 
400, I'm exaggerating, you need like 400 red shards to get like flamethrower or something. And you're like, well, I need flamethrower because it's a nuzlocke. And if I don't have flamethrower, he's going to yeah. die. So like instead of dying, you just spend four hours to get all these shards and then you die. Um, and then you're like, well, yeah. that was a waste of four <laughs> hours in a nuzlocke. <laughs> there was also the ability to um, like uh, capture the flag type of minigame with friends. And so I think when you talk to okay. uh, people who like grew up on Gen Four, this is what this is what I think. Uh, and I'm I'm sorry to everyone who played Gen Four, uh, <laughs> or or like Here we go with the, the hot takes. I'm I'm sorry to everyone who says <laughs> the underground was so amazing because when I was doing my Nuzlocke, I was like, I've never really spent that much time in the underground. When I when I first got Diamond and Pearl, I never really spent that much time in the underground. Like I went down there, I dig some fossils. You know, I didn't. I wasn't like a hardcore Pokemon player that I am today. But even when I was like, I think I was like 17 or 18 when those games came out, I was like, there's just nothing down here that's very captivating to me. So when I was going through my Nuzlocke, everyone was like, oh, you got to do the underground. It's so fun. It's so great. I can't believe you didn't do it initially when you played these games. And when I did it now as like a 30 something year old, I'm just like, this is still boring. <laughs> but I think where that like love comes from is I think maybe some of us have fond memories of picto chat on the ds maybe maybe it's just me but like yeah uh, not, not me but can't speak for anyone else but <laughs> <laughs> but, but like when picto chat came out you could you could ad hoc and four people could get in a chat room and you could see the four chat rooms and then you could draw literally the only thing that people draw in picto chat and then you could be like hi and then it was like a very charming feature and people remember that. But today you would never do that because it's like we have better technology and more interesting things to do than PictoChat. But you yeah. remember that PictoChat yeah. was like, ah, oh, this very charming thing. So I feel right. like that is what people think of of the underground. It was like probably very charming at the time because it was the first Pokemon game with like Wi-Fi connections and you could play with people around the world and then you could get the secret bases and then you're playing capture the flag. I totally get where people come are coming from. But if you missed the, all of that and you're coming to like original Diamond and Pearl and you're going into the underground mm -hmm. and there's no one you're playing with because the Wi-Fi servers are shut down and you're like mm -hmm. digging for red gems. Boy, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, I guess my, my point was just like, it's much, a much bigger a part of the game than it was with these areas underground and the, uh, I think the secret bases were there, but they actually do something now rather than just being a, a little hole. Um, and presumably you could be online, but you wouldn't see the other trainers running around or is that? Because it was, because they were obviously it was quite new. The, the this was these were the first games with online, weren't? Oh they? yeah, yeah, yeah. When you had to, there was no random people. You had to connect to yeah, your friends. Yeah. Oh, got it. So okay. there's quite a lot of new stuff basically in in the underground. Uh, I just my question was because they're calling it now the Grand Underground, which you know they do this lovely thing of renaming things when they have <laughs> when they think it's big enough of a difference to be different, right? And so my question was, is there enough that they've already told us to justify that grand prefix? Or are, is, is there something else? Like, is, there, is it actually going to tie into, like, a post-game story? Or well, am I just hoping for too much there? Well, the one thing um, that's definitely different is the statues. And they, they say you can, like, use yep. the digger drill to find statues. 
And so I think right. I think about Find them like they're just there. <laughs> so I think I think about gameplay loops a lot and Pokemon has <gasps> some good gameplay loops and some bad gameplay loops. So I think <laughs> I think initially the the like you're going to the underground in original Diamond and Pearl to play capture the flag and if you're not you're you're doing the digging to find what you need. Yeah. So in a, in the case of a Nuzlocke, I need a certain color of gem to buy a certain move. Um, but if, if you're not doing a Nuzlocke, uh, or you don't care about competitive, or you don't care about getting Flamethrower, it doesn't matter, right? You just the, the game is easy enough to go through. You beat the Elite Four, you move on. Um, and then in the sense of fossils, if you only care about getting one of every Pokemon, then what what is a Helix fossil going to do for you? Yeah, you already got Omanite. Why Why do you need another one? So I think adding more to the loop of, hey, you can get these, I'm assuming, rarer statues by digging, and these rarer than these statues change the Pokemon spawns. And maybe I, I don't I don't know what these colors, like if you if you go to the website and you see like, well, all these statues are gray, but this Charizard is green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does that mean the Charizard is a more rare Charizard because I... it's green, or is it just green because it's Charizard and they need to make Charizard green? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, because that Venusaur is green too. Um, in that, so it makes picture. it seem yeah, like I... you have this new gameplay loop. You 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 have a re. If you care about I don't know shiny hunting or changing the hideaways, now you have like that's its own gameplay loop. But now you have this other mechanic, which is introducing another gameplay loop. So I think that's good. Then and, and that's like exciting. As bitter as I sound about original Gen 4 Underground, like, this actually seems <laughs> exciting. I had a thought there, and then I forgot it. <laughs> there's, like a, a, if you, there's, like, a screenshot of the chibi, it's, like, an illustration of, like, the chibi Dawn with a Piplup, and she's holding, like, a Thunderstone. Yes. And you do, yeah. you, you can, yeah. you can find, like, Thunderstones and Firestones in the, in the Underground. That's, that's true. box? There's a, there's a box with a water icon on it. I don't yeah. know what that box is, but the thing that like, but if you look in the screenshot, the Milotic is also green. It's green, yeah. And then there's an yeah. Star and a Skitty behind them. So I feel like the green <sighs> has to be like a more rare thing. Yeah, I mean, it could just be one of these things where, you know, brass goes green over time. So maybe just some of them are brass. Like, that's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. The other ones are stone, right? It could be something stupid like that. Maybe it is rarity. I don't know. I've remembered what I was thinking, right? So I think, was it, did someone mention on the main podcast about the idea of uh, Sinnoh being built over um, his, his, Hisui. what's it called? Hisu? Hisui? Hisui. Hisui? Yeah. Um, I'm actually more convinced of that idea after this discussion because why are the random statues, right? You say you find the statues in the underground. Why are you finding random statues in the underground? They're not natural things, right? Right, right. So no, if it was sense. built on the old region, it would make sense to find stuff down there. Just a thought. Yeah. So, like we got like a um, Futurama situation. Is it like New New York? There, there was a. There well, yeah, was I mean a... the Futurama. The Futurama situation was just was just a, a a mocking of what we've actually done in the past, right? Right, you know, right. You don't right. have to use you don't have to use a a fictitious <laughs> one when there are real examples of that. There's a there's <laughs> yeah. a mall in Wisconsin called Mayfair, and it's literally built on top of another mall. And mm. if you <laughs> If you like you the mall's two floors, right? You have your 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 level, that's level with the ground, that's where your PF Changs are, your five guys, your Panera, and then the second floor is like your hot topic, your GameStop, your 
Hollister. And I worked at the Apple store there and we had to go down to the basement to like take out the trash. Like that's where all the semis would come or the garbage trucks would come. But then there was another floor below that, which was the old mall. And there was like a post office down there. There was like a whole ice skating ring down there. I don't even know how old it was, but there were stores that still had, like, all their stuff that they just left, and it was very weird and creepy. And also, they just built on top of it. They just didn't get rid of anything. They just (laughs) added more floors, and then it was... Sometimes it's cheaper just to build on top of stuff, you know? That's super creepy, Um, though, that stores kept their some of the merchandise in the stores. I know. Um, I think, is it Seattle, I think, is also built on another old seattle they were just like oh it's sinking we're gonna have loads of floods and they just <laughs> decided to build the whole city on top of it oh it's real weird yeah seriously <laughs> and then you have like edinburgh has like layers of it where they've built on top of it literally streets on top but you can they it's not like they're underground it's literally you just have multiple streets kind of built on top of each other and you they're all still used it's really weird <laughs> the thing that we didn't bring up on the the main show is I think one of the successful things in Sword and Shield, and I, I don't know, it, it feels successful to me, maybe because I stream on Twitch, but the Max Raid Battles and the Dynamax Adventures just felt like a good Pokemon experience. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like <laughs> doesn't seem like there's any raid battles in this game. Uh there's not. <laughs> I, I, I think so. it's I think it's pretty clear there's not going to be because right, right. I don't see why they would do why they would keep VGC on Sword and Shield but implement max raid battles in in another game. Right. You know, I feel like it's going to have stuff that it's going to have online stuff obviously, but it's going to be stuff that Sword and Shield doesn't have. Yeah. To me it's frustrating when these games or just games in general remove features that feel crucial and maybe crucial is too not the right word but like hey this game had amazing co-op this new game just doesn't and i'm curious if the ground underground the ground the grand underground <laughs> like will scratch that same itch of like hey let's get together and dig or let's get together and capture the flag that'll probably be fun for like three times yeah, I don't know. I, I suspect that, you know, I, I don't really think that putting Max Raid Battles into this would be somehow more or as enjoyable as doing the Sword and Shield Max Raid Battles. Like, if, if you've got a game that's perfectly supported and is still really good, why would you want just the same experience in a different game right. that just that's has chibi yeah, graphics in saying. it? You know, especially because they are, you know, pushing everybody to keep playing Sword and Shield for the ranked battles exactly. and everything. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Exactly. I'm just saying that, like, I do like I, I want to take the people that I played Sword and Shield with and I want to play the new game with them. And I don't know if yeah. Ground Underground will have that. It, it's kind of like if yeah, you're playing true. like, uh, I don't know, like Destiny 1 and you and your friends are like, we're the fire team. And then you move to Destiny 2 and they're like, well, we, re- we, we, we removed the fire team part. And you're like, well, what am I supposed to do with my friends now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair. I just I think it's not quite the same because it's not uh, a sequel. It's not, an, uh, you know, the next game in the series. Yeah. It's just another game. And I think 
I think it it will be much more of a an annoyance if they don't have something like that in Gen Nine. I think yeah. that will be a big mistake if they don't. No, I know they probably won't do max raid battles as they are because clearly, you know, that's the gimmick for this game, and they're going to have a new one. But the you know they need to be thinking about the fact that that was incredibly successful. You can still go on, right? I was needing to get some some of those stupid mushrooms in the game and um so i needed to do some max raid battles and i was like you know what the easiest way to do is just connect on and join random ones and eventually i'll have enough right um and and it's still nearly two years later incredibly easy to get random raids now Mm -hmm. they're probably not the ones that you specifically want but i didn't care about what they were i just wanted random ones right so there's still a lot of people using the game yeah Definitely. And there's especially when they do their events. (laughs) Oh, especially when they're doing the events, but there's still people definitely hosting the raids for the shinies and stuff too. Because I definitely popped into a shiny G Max Charizard raid the other day. And I was like, okay, I don't think I randomly like (laughs) you don't think you're like I'm pretty sure this person's had this open all day. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I, I I get your point. Um, I'm just not sure that that is the right thing to do. But yeah, I think that there's probably needs to be something. And I guess it'll be interesting to see whether there's something they've not mentioned or whether what there is is enough. I, I agree that, you know, capture the flat flag will not be fun in two years time, right? <laughs> like, that's not something that's going to last. Um, and I think it's clear that it needs to be something that can change, right? That's what keeps people on. If they want to keep people on, they have to have something that can change. And maybe that's what these areas underneath will be. Maybe they can change what will spawn in those areas and go like, oh, here's an event and you're going to have loads of Charizard in there. You know, like they could do stuff like that. That could easily be fun, especially if you can, you know, join with your friends and all be running around the area looking for them. Oh, yeah. They didn't mention. Oh, yeah. From the screenshots, it does look like that there are like multiple people running around the hideaways, too. Yeah. So. I kind of feel like the hideaway portion of or the hideaways portion of the Grand Underground is going to be what potentially keeps people like coming back to these games. I think it's going to be a much bigger piece of I still think it's going to be mostly like what you're going to want to do for post game kind of stuff. But I think it's going to be a really the thing that is like the max raid. I don't know if it's going to be as successful, but I think it's going to be similar to the max raid battles in the way of like keeping people playing the game after they're just finished with the story it'll be interesting to see i don't think there's going to be much that they haven't mentioned outside of the underground i think there could be something in the underground that they've not mentioned but um yeah anything else i feel like above ground they're pretty good at i feel like they're pretty transparent and like here are the features of our game and yeah (laughs) and there are like smaller like little things that they don't really talk about because they know that like that thing alone won't sell the game like for example in sword and shield you can use a rare candy at level 100 and you can evolve a a pokemon Mm -hmm. right they didn't advertise that because i don't think anyone's like looking (laughs) and somebody's watching the trailer i'm like man i could finally evolve my level 100 bidoof i'm getting sword and shield but the things they do advertise for like Sword and Shield, it was like the cooking, the max raid battles, yeah. the 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 actual story. Like that is what sells the game. I mean, there I'm sure there are yeah. some people that are like, I don't care about the cooking at all. My you know, myself included at the start of that. And then when you actually do it, you're like, Wow, they put some thought into it. It's kind of fun. You know, it's not the the most fun, but it's like entertaining. So And we see this here, like they're selling points are 
the Grand Underground, the Super Contests, um, and yeah. they, for whatever reason, they're really promoting this capsule decoration thing. <laughs> it's because yeah, that's, that's what people want. They've been asking for it for years. They want it back. Yeah. Was it in the uh, original games? Was it like that too? Sorry. Oh. Yeah, the only no, difference is in the old games you could uh, uh, use letters and you could spell some real <laughs> great stuff. <laughs> but did the stickers on the Pokeballs create the animations when you threw the Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, did. got it. Yeah. So I think the interesting thing for me about that is in the original games, uh, they only saved it for as long as they were in your party. So... You put them in the box and they disappear. I wonder if they're going to keep that or if they will actually build it into the save file somehow so that when, you know, you can save them in your box. And then the next question is, will they support that in any other games? Or is this just going to be a uh, Diamond and Pearl thing again? I suspect the latter, but yeah, you never I think know. So. I think so as well. Yeah, Especially I mean, since it's like, not the ball itself, right? Like it's not like the look of the ball itself changes, right? So, the ball, yeah, the ball so is if, the same. So the ball can yeah. just be the ball, and then when you move it to another game, it's just the ball without any of the animation. Sure, sure, but that doesn't mean. I mean, my question is 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 not whether they can do that, it's whether they, <laughs> you know, whether they would support it in other games. Like, oh, oh, I yeah, I'm that, just saying that, that I don't think they will. I don't think that they will. Support I suspect you're games. right. I suspect you're right, but. You never know. <laughs> I, w- I I have some unanswered questions. Like, number one is, is this game going to have marks? Or is that just Sword and Shield? Uh, <laughs> you and your marks. I think it's safe to say this game will support the ribbons, since Gen 4 had a lot of ribbons. The super contests yeah. are literally to give you ribbons. There's the ribbon tab in the screenshot. Uh, yeah. The other thing they didn't say is, if we move a Pokemon from Sword and Shield into Diamond and Pearl, which you would assume would be how it would work because that's the the older yep. game always goes to the newer game. Does that mean can yep. it go back to Sword and Shield, which should because if you moved a Pokemon from X and Y to Auras, <laughs> you could go back to X and Y if I remember yeah, correctly. You could. It's always been basically ignoring Let's Go, which is uh, complicated. Yes, um, <laughs> it's always it's always been you can transfer them between the the same generation so then um, that makes obviously gen one and gen two did gen one and gen two did the best with that where you could actually trade most things back a generation it's just not if it didn't exist but right. you know let's ignore the fact that they've abandoned that um <laughs> sure did <laughs> well then is this this brings up the question are brilliant diamond and shining pearl the first games of gen nine no <laughs> yeah easy answer yeah i think very easy answer is no um, <laughs> you could you could make you could make an argument for legends for that, and I will argue that one with with you. But I, I don't think there's any argument that it would be this, right? Like I th- I see why people said that about Let's Go because it was on a new it was on a new console and it was right. like, felt radically different. Yep. But this is not. That's not. No, absolutely not. not. No, no, I agree with you. So I I, I I suspect everything. The fact that they said both of these games will support Pokemon Home. I don't think they can turn around and say that it's not two-way, right? So you can transfer in and out. And I would be very surprised if they somehow had something in different in the save file 
other than I guess I was just arguing for uh, stickers. Um, <laughs> but that's probably a reason why they wouldn't do it is because that would then mean they have to convert things yeah. to the save file, well, mm-hmm. well, um, even, which I don't suspect they'll do. So like even more technical, and I know some people don't care about ribbons. Look, I do. Uh, but <laughs> but like Sword and Shield can see all the ribbons all the way from Gale of Darkness yeah. and Colosseum. And we know that in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, they added more ribbons that were not in Ruby and Sapphire. So if yeah. these super contests are new and they have maybe one or two new ribbons, that doesn't exist in Sword and Shield's data. So yeah, if you got um if you got like a dance ribbon. I mean, assuming in, they don't have an update. Right. That's what I'm thinking that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying is like, does Sword and Shield have a <laughs> minor update? Well, I guess it would have to have a minor update just to accept Pokemon from Diamond and Pearl into their game, right? Because of that symbol. Um, uh, the, well, it the... could. It, not necessarily, it depends how they've they've programmed it. So if they've programmed it to fail over to show nothing or show something when it doesn't know where the mark is, then it, they wouldn't need to. It wouldn't break anything. And that's the proper way to do it. Whether they've done it or not like that is a big question. Um, but I, I I think it's don't like the word inevitable and i feel like i'm going to regret saying this but i feel it's almost inevitable that we're going to have a sword and shield update because like what you were talking about in the in the main episode i don't see there's any chance that they'll go this is the game for vgc but you can't use all of the pokemon that are newest right you know so that the legends pokemon i can't see them not adding them in and if they do that that's an update and yep. if they have that, they're going to add in other new stuff. It doesn't mean that they're going to add in all the Pokemon that you can possibly get in both of all three of those games, or right. even yeah, no, all of, or or all of all of the Pokemon. But I think there will be an update, and it only yeah. needs to come out in probably February. I suspect February is when they'll add the support for Pokemon Home because they never do it on day one. They've already said it's coming next year it's clearly going to come after legends releases because they always like to have a month or two yeah. between a game release and home actually supporting it so they don't need to do it till february it's not going to be a huge update and home came out in february so that it's going to be a good like this is a two-year anniversary or a three-year anniversary <laughs> i think it's like, three year right going on yeah, three three at that <laughs> point so I, I can definitely see them being like and for this three-year anniversary like here's our update and blah 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 blah, blah so what, did, did home come out before sword and shield uh three months after sword and shield right that's two years then not three years we're on oh yeah you're right no you're right home did sword come and out shield like haven't been weeks. out for yep. two years yet. Oh, right, 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 right. you just skipped a whole year <laughs> well we all skipped a whole year, <laughs> year. <laughs> wait is it actually 2022 <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> let's move over to legends uh which comes out january yeah. 28th uh it's time for us to fight. <laughs> uh, Bobby, I'll have you start. What do you think of the trailer? What, did, what, are your, uh, what are your thoughts here? Oh, just uh, before we I'm, do that, the, the glitch I was talking about is called tweaking. There we go. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I, okay, I, re- I recall now. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, Sorry. The, the glitch from Gen 4, Al? Yes. Okay, yes. Got it. Tweaking. <laughs> Apologies. Continue. <laughs> um, no, I loved the trailer for Legends. Um, I mean, I loved it back when they first announced it back in, what was it February? Um, but I love the look of it. I, I will agree it looks unfinished, and I'm not going to dive into that right now. But 
I do like the the look. I like the new mechanics, like the just the different way of playing a Pokemon game. I think is really nice. Um, it uh, just like everyone else says, obviously it has the the Zelda Breath of the Wild vibes. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I watched it multiple times. Like it's just a it was a very good trailer in my opinion, and um, I really like that they are. I think they're going to connect more to diamond and pearl than, than they like, I mean, they've already hinted at, right? Like parts of the, uh, certain characters being like ancestors of characters from, um, Sinnoh. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's going to be, uh, more of that. Uh, they even, I think on the website, they mentioned that there's going to be more of that to come, but, um, I really like that. And I think that, uh, and I think that these games will be more connected than, um, people think as well in, in other ways. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I'm just looking forward to that different kind of gameplay and um, also the new, at least what was it? The four Pokemon that they showed uh, looked really cool. So I'm very excited for that as well. I love this game so much so far. I've not obviously played it yet. Right. So maybe I'll end up hating it. And I honestly don't know how I'll actually like it. Like, I don't know whether I'll like the new style of combat or not, right? It's more complicated, which is is something. Uh, it's it's very different, although not too different. Like, it still looks like roughly turn-based. But I don't know whether it's what I actually want from a Pokemon game. But I'm fine with that, right? I'm, I'm totally fine with there being Pokemon games that aren't my thing. Um, you didn't I, love Pokemon Dash? <laughs> did i ever play pokemon da- dash i honestly can't tell you oh, if you played it you would have remembered it it's awful <laughs> i don't <laughs> No, i honestly it's been there are so many so many pokemon games that i honestly i don't know i don't think i did play that one you know there are like i i don't like masters for example right i sure. just i can't stand it but i i i like that it exists i like that they're doing other things and especially with this i I like that they're experimenting with what is pokemon what would our main series pokemon game look like if we were kind of inventing it now sort of thing and we had didn't have all the restrictions we did 25 years ago because i think a lot about what pokemon is is based on that first game and this is them going well what if we were to try and break out of that which i really like I will fight you to the death over the graphics. I do not understand the issue with these graphics at all in in any way, shape, or form. Are some of the textures a little bit lacking? Maybe, right? Whatever. I don't care. It doesn't... <laughs> generally, when, you're, when I'm playing through a game, I either go, oh, wow, those are great graphics, and then continue playing, or go, oh, let's get playing right like i never really look at a game unless it's like absolutely dreadful like you know i've been going back and playing some of the old zeldas and you load up ocarina time and you look at the models and you go oh boy that's (laughs) something so maybe maybe i'll do that with this game in five or ten years time but i don't look at this and go i look Um, at this and go this is maybe you do maybe you do i'm not saying you don't right I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I do not understand it at all. Yeah, I am. I, That's I, all I'm saying. I was never saying that, you know, if if people don't care about graphics, that's... Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. no that, that's not what I said. <laughs> I didn't say I don't care about graphics. I'm saying I don't understand how people look at these and don't like it. 
That's what I said. I like it. I like good graphics. I look at a game and go, that's nice graphics. I can do that, right? Yeah. And I look at this game and I go, I like the look of this game. I think this is a really nice looking game. I think I, that doesn't I, mean that everyone else is going to, but I can't say, I don't think you can say this is legitimately, objectively bad graphics. I think that there is, there is moments where the graphics look bad, and I think there are moments where the graphics look good. So, like, an example of the game looking good would be if you just went to, like, legends.pokemon.com and you see the, the girl character roll into the grass and then throw a Pokeball at the Shanks, and she's, like, hiding in the grass, and there's, like, no clipping, and she looks very set in the grass, and she's throwing a Pokeball at a Shanks. Like, that whole sequence looks great. And then I look at some of the official screenshots, and I think we were, <laughs> there was two different debates. There was the Slack debate with the graphics, right. and then there was the Discord debate with the graphics. But I think the Discord one, <laughs> I, I, I was posting some pictures there are just moments that, like, there's a picture with Gyarados in the water, and there's, like, two Magikarp, and it just, it, like, it, it just looks awful. <laughs> like, it aesthetically doesn't look good. Um, but, but th- this is the, this was, like, the debate for Sword and Shield. You could grab pictures from the wild area and go, this looks bad. And I would be like, yeah, it does. But also, hey, look at these screenshots from Ballerina Town. I can't remember what that town is called. Ba- ba- Ballon Lea, but yeah, no, absolutely. That, I, that, I agree with you on that. That, that town that looks town inc- absolutely incredible. Gorgeous. It, like, it's mm-hmm. so good. Um, and I totally get that it's like unfair to fin- uh, to compare an unfinished game to games that exist. Although, you know, some of the games we were comparing it to are five, six, seven years old. <laughs> but Well, yeah, five, I, six, I, or seven years old, but also still considered still some of the best finished. looking games on the Switch. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, you know, they did... They did they did, um, you know, Breath of the Wild had such a, like, they threw so much of their company, Nintendo did, into Breath of the Wild. They needed something absolutely breathtaking, right? And I will agree that this doesn't look as good as Breath of the Wild. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, you know? Yeah, I, I think there I think there are very, definitely high expectations of the Pokemon company because of who the Pokemon company is. Just like there are Mm -hmm. high expectations of a Nintendo game, there's high expectations of a Rockstar game, there's high expectations of a Bungie game, um, versus, you know, when somebody makes a game like Stardew Valley, there's maybe not as high expectations. But I think the thing... You're trying to say that Stardew doesn't look good. I I love the way (laughs) that that Stardew looks. (laughs) But I, I, I I I think that's a good, like a good, not comparison, but... If you like, I don't inherently believe older games look bad because they're old. Mm-hmm. Like I look yeah. at Wind Waker, still incredible because mm-hmm. they they not only did they pick a good art style, but the graphically whatever they did just holds up. I would argue to say that Super Mario sixty four still looks good. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just crazy. Come on. <laughs> Like, <laughs> but I, I will give I, you for I, some old games, but Ma- is it Mario sixty four? It doesn't. No, come on. I've been, I've been that, like that. It do, looks like Mario is a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> but like Stardew Valley looks really good, and yeah. um, mm-hmm. some games just don't. And like Black Two, Black and White look great because they 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 did they were accomplishing something there. 
I don't necessarily think that, um, like, I don't think, like, Coliseum or Guild of Darkness holds up graphically, uh, because, no. boy, it mm. looks like those games were both dragged through mud to make it look like... <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I definitely think that it's possible that I'll hate how Legends looks in five years. Absolutely. I, th- I think we may well look, on, look back on it as, like, not the first foray into one of these style of games, because I think that Sword and Shield of the Wild area will will probably seem like that first step, but maybe a, a more substantial step. And we'll look at it and go, it's not great, I don't want to play it now, but I'm glad it, it came along because it got what we got now. And I'm definitely not trying to justify, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to shill for the company, right? Like, I, I absolutely will tell them when I don't like what they've done, right? I'm not ash- afraid to say that. But I also think that people can get too caught up on things. And I know what you're going to say, just get off Reddit. But (laughs) it feels like it's just the cool thing to do is just say the graphics are bad. And it's like every single post. I feel like there was maybe a 24-hour period where everyone was really positive on Legends after this trailer came out. And everyone was like, wow, it looks a lot better it's maybe not perfect. It's maybe looking a little bit still unfinished, but it's, it's, it looks so much better. They've kind of added a bunch more of stuff that looks really interesting. I'm really excited for the new Pokemon, blah, 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 blah. And then it flipped. And suddenly it was like, the graphics are dreadful. And every single post on r slash Pokemon was, think the graphics are dreadful. unique to Pokemon. I think that's like every video game. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's unique to Pokemon. I'm just saying it's annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I remember... I think, and then you got, and then you got all the posts which were like mocking all of that, and and then you just ended up with the whole, the whole subreddit was either people complaining about the graphics or people complaining about people complaining about the graphics, and, this and not is a why single other thing was talked about on that sub. That's why I thought it was so important for us to talk about the graphics because <laughs> I, I think that like like. It's a video game. Graphics are one of the things that draw people to video games, whether or not subconsciously they sure. know that. But like mm-hmm. you can you if you if you just look at something and it, it if the colors are correct, if the aesthetic is correct, it's going to draw your eye and it's going to attract you to mm-hmm. the game. It's a selling point of a game. And I remember mm-hmm. when the uh, Xbox 360 was first coming out and uh, I think it was like the King Kong game was coming out and I was on the Nintendo forums, the official Nintendo forums before they closed down. And there was like almost every day there was a new conversation about graphics and how, you know, the King Kong game doesn't look that great or how like it doesn't matter because Nintendo Nintendo games never care about graphics. They're just good. They're the best story, the best gameplay, the most fun. Who cares about how good like this game looks? Uh, and it's just, it's always been an ongoing debate, whether it's Pokemon or Halo yeah. or Diablo, mm-hmm. right? Like, and Greg was like, well, you clearly care about graphics. You're bringing it up. I, I, I don't like, I, <laughs> I just think that some people do care about graphics, obviously. And so us talking about it is, is at least giving those people a voice where, you know, as we have thousands of listeners i'm confident some very very much care about graphics and maybe i care about yeah. graphics a little bit because i look at a game like triangle salt or project whatever you know whatever game oh, they show yeah yeah like and graphic project triangle project triangle and there's nothing graphically about that game that grabs me at all 
I just maybe it mm-hmm. maybe the gameplay will, maybe the story will, and it was like okay, cool, like two out of three got me. Mm-hmm. But at but just looking at that game, I was like, this is not exciting to me. Um, yeah. So I see I- people being like, oh, this is a brand new Pokemon game. It's not turn based. It's you know, quote unquote, open world. Uh, whether it is or not, you know, that's in a lot of people's mind. You know, if it doesn't look graphically good, I can see them being like, well, they, the classic Game Freak dropped the ball again. I guess I'll wait another five. Like, I, I do but think, like, I do think it's important to the conversation. I think it's important to the conversation. However, it's like, I think that what we saw during like Sword and Shield pre release stuff was, you know, people talking about, like, let's go back to talking about the trees, right? And someone saying, oh, those trees look terrible. And like, this is going to, you know, this game's got terrible graphics and da, 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 da. But like, we didn't have the full story of how that was all working. And then it was like, oh, this is like the wild area. This is a different, like, this is made differently than the other parts of the game. And then the other parts of the game have some beautiful, uh, like, we just talked about the, um, I can't think of the name, the Bel- Belionia city. Uh-huh. Belionia. Um, yeah. <laughs> um how that it's like a a beautiful looking uh city in the game and so it's like the game wasn't we didn't have the game in our hands and obviously you can only like you're only going to go off of what they're showing us right so mm-hmm. um but it's just like if we're like oh these graphics are terrible like one again it's not finished and then two like saying these graphics are terrible in certain parts like it can lead to this bigger discussion of like oh the graphics are terrible for this game and like not to say that's what was being said here, but that's like what it can, what that's what it evolves into in some ways. Yeah. And like, that just gives like a wrong perception possibly of like what the game's graphics really will look like in the end. Um, and again, I know we're going yeah. off of what they're showing us, like they're giving us this information, right? They're giving us these videos and screenshots. So we're going off of what they're giving us officially. But um, I just, it's like one of those, like you have to, watch out because like you don't want the conversation to evolve from like hey the, like we are just saying like these graphics in this shot don't look great but like this other shot they do look great to like it becoming oh the graphics for this game are terrible right like hmm. because that's what the that's what the reddit conversation is right it's like it turns into just like oh this is bad and then oh this it gets the, the simplest terms right and so i just think that there's yeah. like you got to kind of watch out for that when when discussing these things i don't think there's a an, an issue with with talking about it, absolutely not. My my issue is just it can it, it dominated so many parts of the co- not not on the podcast. I think just in the Pokemon world or the areas where I am in the Pokemon world, it just dominated things to a kind of ridiculous degree. Where you're like, I, I and and then you end up with people like me looking at and and thinking it's ridiculous, and then starting to <laughs> almost fight back against that and try and change the conversation into mocking that. And then it just ends up in this ridiculous degree of everybody complaining about what everybody else is doing and me going, hey, but I mean, aren't these new Pokemon cool? You know, (laughs) you know, and it's, it just, I feel like the, 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 the conversation kind of just very quickly went from these are like four new awesome looking Pokemon to, oh, this game's dreadful, (laughs) you know, just everywhere, all of a sudden. I think though that. I think there there are probably more selling points to a game <laughs> that I'm going to list but you you have your gameplay right you have your story yeah. like the these two things are are selling points to a video game like you know I brought up I really enjoyed the story of like Gone Home and Night in the Woods and 
uh, you know, those games could be graphically bad, but the storytelling was so good. But the gameplay mm-hmm. in those games were almost non-existent. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing that helps sell a game is graphics. So I think the reason maybe we get so much of this graphic conversation before a game comes out is because that's really the only thing we can visually yeah. see and judge. Like, we that's can't fair. judge the gameplay. Mm-hmm. We can't judge the story. We don't have those in front of us. We do have the graphics in front of yeah. us. I am a little dumbfounded, though, and I think... On our main podcast, the conversation went really into like comparing games to other games, but there are parts that like the two parts that stood out to me graphically were were the ground texture and the water texture. I just like I do I think those things looked visually bad. Um, like there's the screenshot of the gastrodon on the ground, and the ground looks awful. And that's when I compared it to like a Nintendo 64 ground texture. I wasn't comparing the whole game to a Nintendo 64 game. I was yeah, like, yeah. look at the ground mm-hmm. and these two. Like look yeah. at the ground here. I just like I'm a little dumbfounded of of yeah that's probably not final yeah they'll probably fix it if they don't ugh that sucks but like it's not gonna affect the game but like there's there's a moment in Sword and Shield that always stood out to me and I, and again dumbfounded here is the right word because I don't know how it got approved or what anyone on the on Game Freak was thinking but uh, spoiler when you go to catch Zashian and Zamazenta near the end of the game. <laughs> You guys know what I'm about to talk yes. about. Yeah. The, yeah, no, there's there's this like awkward point where the either Zamazenta or Zashi on 180 degrees ha- they yeah. have to turn around. Yeah. And so it's the whole model just turns. Yeah. But it like it's <laughs> it's like It's like it's on one of those um car spinning things you put in a driveway or like yeah, it's it's like on a lazy yeah. susan when it turns yeah. Yeah. and i can't I, help but think of like man there were gamecube games or like xbox 360 games that handled this better than what sword and shield on the nintendo switch is doing right now yeah that looked awful and it stands out to me but also as a developer there's so many ways to avoid that situation just don't show it <laughs> yeah well, so I think I think what's interesting, Steve, is you you were a software developer for a long time, right? Yeah. I think you know exactly how this happened. You know, this was put in as here's the first version. We'll put a bug in the t- in the backlog to get it fixed, and it was never prioritized, and mm-hmm. it was never it never managed to get become a blocker. Because let's be honest, Pokemon games don't have blockers because they can't have blockers because they're and this is this is the fundamental problem and i I don't like the oh let's just release the game a year later because it will be better argument i don't think that's a good argument but i do think the pokemon does have an issue in that the games are tied to this monolith that just keeps moving at a constant pace right and the game needs to come out it can't not Right, we can't not do that, and that is a fundamental problem with Pokemon. I will absolutely accept that, and so you just end up with there is nothing that can block a Pokemon game coming out. It's just mm-hmm. there's nothing that's going to happen. It will get fixed in a patch if it's if it's game breaking like that XY save bug. Right, anything else doesn't matter. Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure that moment wasn't high on the list because one, it worked. Two, you only exactly. see it once. Three, it exactly. was less than like two seconds, and but I will say like exactly. If anything took me out of the game, that entire <laughs> game, it was that scene. Like you look, you're like, yeah. oh sweet, Zashi and Zamazenta, and it turns, and you're like, oh that's, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, how do we get here? <laughs> I, yeah, I will absolutely agree that 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 was that's objectively bad. That that was <laughs> okay. 
Graph. We we can't keep talking about graphics. I th- I think though, <laughs> I think this game is 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 looking amazing, and I'm really excited for what comes next. I, I I legitimately don't know whether I'll enjoy playing the game, but I like what they're doing. Yeah, I uh, I I hope I'm wrong, and I said this on the main podcast, but I don't know if this is like this huge. Here here's the thing: is the problem with Ooh. Breath of the Wild. The problem with Breath of the Wild is it sets unrealistic expectations for every other game. <laughs> yeah. And I, I yeah, and it's definitely. I don't get frustrated. Yeah. I love Breath of the Wild. It was I I played it to completion. I I I do genuinely like Zelda games. I've played almost all of them. I'm not one of these Zelda fanboys that are like I need to know the timeline of when Link did th-. like I <laughs> I don't care that much. I I do buy almost every Zelda game when it comes out. The conversations I foresee happening is like well, this game's not as long as Breath of the Wild. This game's not as pretty as Breath of the Wild. This game is like ABC Breath of the Wild. And, mm-hmm. and those are the, already happening, the, I feel like. The same thing happened with Super Mario 64. On the like every platformer, whether it was Banjo Kazooie or Conquer or whatever, like the hundreds of thousands of platformers that came out during that era. Era were, were always compared to Super Mario 64, and Super Mario 64 looked better. It played better. It was more fun. It was there was more things to do. There was more things to collect. Um, so I know it's an uh, like I know it's it's going to happen regardless. I I just don't know if this is going to be like a a hundred hour, two hundred hour game. Like it kind of to me seems like a smaller Pokedex, a smaller story. Mm-hmm. A, s- yeah. a smaller region, mm-hmm. and I think that's f- good. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of think of like Colosseum or Gale of Darkness. Like the only reason those games were so long is because they forced you to do so many double <laughs> battles. I- if you removed the battles from that game, and it's not even like the battles themselves were tedious because everything was slow, and they all had like four Pokemon. So it was just like, ugh, like every battle took like 10 minutes. But if you removed all those battles, Colosseum and Gale of Darkness were incredibly short games. Um, and I feel like I'm getting the vibes here. Uh, like, I just don't think it's going to be the scale of, you know. No, I I, I, think, I completely I agree think... with that. I don't think it's going to be a large game, although I do think that that a a big part of this game i mean we know that the large part of this game is like researching pokemon right to like create the first pokedex mm-hmm. and i think that when you see the screenshots of like the kind of the tasks you have to do to actually research a pokemon fully there's going to be a lot of repetitiveness in that yeah it's like um, catch 15 and, shanks it's like there's no way you're gonna have like 400 pokemon and you want us <laughs> to catch 15 of 400 no, pokemon right. like that's which is yeah which is why I think it's going to be a smaller Pokedex, like you said. I think it's going to be a shorter game. And I personally think that this game is kind of an experiment in a way, right? Like, it's like, can we do this? Can we take kind of what we saw in the wild area? Now we're going to apply it to an entire game, right? And it's, we're going to kind of change the way that the, the game is played. And this, like you said last week, this could be a let's go, right? This could be a, a one and done. Like, this is just kind of the way they explore the Sinnoh or Hisui region. And and that's that and then they move on to gen 9 and gen 9 is back to how it was in sword and shield and sun and moon and all of that but i i think that this is more of an experiment and in that i don't think that this would be a 100 200 hour type game 
Uh, although I do think like, and I do think that the, that what keeps you playing it is going to be the repetitiveness of like catching the same Pokemon over and over or doing stuff to, to complete all of these tasks for each Pokemon. So I think there's going to be that, uh, but I don't think it's going to be this, uh, you know, 100 hour, 200 hour game. I think it depends on what you make of it, right? A game's length is not about how quickly can I get from A to B, right? Because if you look at, at speedruns, right? The fastest that someone has completed Breath of the Wild is 25 minutes, right? <laughs> that is Can you guess, ridiculous. Steve, what the, the quickest someone has completed Gale of Darkness is? Any clue? Uh, Gale of Darkness, I want to say it was like two hours and 40 minutes, but I could be wrong. Oh, miles off. Four and a half hours. Oh, jeez. Wow. So if you just take how can, you know, how do I complete this game? It's, you know, Gale of Darkness is a bigger game than Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh, but there's a lot you can miss out. I hear you say, well, do you know that the uh, speed run for 100% completion of Breath of the Wild is still quicker than the 100% completion uh, speed run for Gale of Darkness? Really? 17 and a half hours for Breath of the Wild, 18 and a half hours for Gale of Darkness. So I, I think my point is not one game is good and one game is bad. Sure. Right? My point is that how long you spend in a game is about what you make of it. Right? And if you're enjoying playing it, that's going to make you spend more time. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't even I, want to know how many hours you have in Sword and Shield, Steve, but I suspect <laughs> that two of them were completing the game. You know, like what it, it's about what's in, and maybe there's going to, maybe it's going to be fun. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But you can get Breath of the Wild done really quickly and everything else is just the same stuff. Yeah. It's all just solving puzzles and combat, right? There's nothing, yeah. and I guess finding Koroks. Yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing else, right? And, right. and so I, I think that all, all games are just doing the same thing over and over again and then a bigger thing that you're trying to complete slowly. And that's what this is going to be. And I guess it just depends on how well it plays and what sort of size? I don't. I think that it needs to be reasonably small, but not too small. The Pokedex in here, because it needs to be reasonably achievable. It's the same problem that all these Pokemon games have done. They can't have all the Pokemon in, in to catch anyway. Let's not. I'm not talking to exit, right? Um, you, because you you want it to at least be achievable. The the goal of get finishing the Pokedex. Mm -hmm. And especially when they've added all these extra research tasks, which, by the way, I love the idea of, I hope that goes into future games, even if nothing else does. Mm -hmm. um, it just gives you more stuff to do if you so choose. But people who don't like, people who are going in going, I'm not going to like this game because it's rubbish, are not going to enjoy it. They're going to go, see, that was rubbish, and then move on with their life. And we're all going to go, you know, six months later, if we're all still playing it, we're not going to care what they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I agree with you, Al. Like it definitely. I mean, I personally, I have two hundred and sixty hours into Breath of the Wild, and obviously, it wasn't yeah. two hundred and sixty hours for me to beat it. But like, you do so <laughs> much in that game, right? That you end up just spending time doing stuff that is maybe unrelated to like the main story or whatever. Um, yeah, and that's not to say that like this won't have that for it as well. I just meant like I kind of think like. I'm saying more like, I think it will be a smaller Pokedex. I think the story, if you wanted to just play straight through the story, won't be a 
incredibly long story. But I do think that with the things like the crafting and having other things going on, you can definitely make more out of this game than maybe uh, another, a different, like, uh, I don't even want to say a different Pokemon game. But, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be like nothing. But I, I definitely think that it still is somewhat experimental. I mean, it's clearly experimental for them because they've never done it before. So, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you there. So, um, I, I think that in that respect, uh, it maybe won't have like the longest storyline or have like the, yeah. I mean, it clearly won't have the most Pokemon, but I definitely think <laughs> there will be a lot to it. Like there'll be a lot more than just, Hey, catch Pokemon and battle, uh, people or, or battle Pokemon, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited yeah. for, for seeing those differences for sure. I, oh, I, man, I we haven't even discussed story-wise. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> but dis- before we go on to that, I do want to have a rant about open world just before you end up moving. Oh, on. sure, sure. I was. That's actually where I was gonna go. I, I do. Nice. Tend to, I don't know, get slightly annoyed that people are like, "Oh, this game is experimental," because like, that's that's all their games. <laughs> like every Pokemon yeah. game, with I think the. Dare I say it? I feel like most Pokemon <laughs> games push something new very hard, uh, with the exception of Diamond and Pearl. I feel like there's re- like Ooh. Uh, Diamond and Pearl. Like the the biggest thing that really stood out to me is like the Wi-Fi stuff, which was just like the time and place. Really, I mean, that's for a that. pretty big thing. It is a big thing for sure, for sure. I mean, like <laughs> somebody's gonna say like, "Oh, the special physical split." It's like that was good for the game, but that wasn't like. That was Gen 3. No, it was Gen 4. I'm, I'm very confident Gen 4 is spe- physical special split. What? No, because that, cause that was why you couldn't connect Gen 2 to Gen 3 games, because Mm-mm. of the... That's Gen 4. Gen- no. Yeah. We will, I'm not, I'm not, we'll not get into this just now. <laughs> I will, we will, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're right, I just, I, I'm just confused, because um, I was convinced it was Gen 3, but moving on. But, but every Pokemon game pushes something forward. Let's Go was the Pokemon that walked around the world, which they brought into Sword and Shield. And Sword and Shield did the open world, air quotes, I'm air quoting here on an audio podcast, pretty okay in the sense of the Crown Tundra and the Isle of Armor. And I would suspect that the moving your camera in third person in this open area is very similar to Legends. In the sense that there's, it's not open world like Breath of the Wild, but it's open world like Isle of Armor, where you have this big area that you can explore. But looking at the trailer and the map, you can see that it's broken into sections and their cursor hovers over like three different sections very quickly. And so they've already done, they've already proven they can do that in Sword and Shield. The, 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 I guess the thing that would be new here would be that turn-based combat and the throwing the Pokeball. Um, but the actual, like, exploring in quote-unquote open world, I think they've already proven that concept a year ago. They've, yeah, they've proven that concept, but that's not, and that's not exactly what I'm saying is even experimental about this. Like, one, having an entire game that's like the Isle of Armor or Crown Tundra is one thing, but changing the mechanics of how you're actually catching Pokemon, battling Pokemon, and the fact that you yourself can get damaged by Pokemon, like that kind of turns us into a different kind of game than Pokemon has been over the last 25 years. That's true. That's true. 
you know, and that's what I'm saying is just that's very different than what we've been seeing from um like past. I mean, you do have other Pokemon games outside of like the main series games, but I, I just think that's what's so different than um past Pokemon games that it will be something where it's like, are people going to like this? this change of, of how the game is played, like how the actual like mechanics of the game are played. Cause they're just going to be so different than uh games past. And yeah, you're right. Like every game has something they change about the game, but this is changing like a huge mechanic about how you're playing it. Let's go did it too. Right. Let's go changed how you were catching a Pokemon, like where you could actually throw the ball, like with your joy con, but you could also go back to just playing handheld and kind of play, like a normal Pokemon game. Whereas like this is you can't you're not going to be able to play it like a not like another Pokemon game. This is completely changing those game mechanics. Yeah, I would maybe almost argue that this is closer to Let's Go in the sense of Let's Go was like, "Hey, we're trying I I, I believed up to Let's Go that you have a game that one of the core parts of the game was catching and there was really nothing to incentivize you to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. I just I just know so mm-hmm. many people that played through X and Y or played through Sun and Moon and they caught maybe 20 Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And they ended up using six or seven or eight and they played through the game and then they were done. And that's fine. Like, no shame. Uh, as long as you, you had a good time, you, you had your starter, you had your other five Pokemon, you beat the Elite Four or whatever, and, and you called it a day. But for a game built on, like, trying to catch all the Pokemon, it's, you could maybe argue that it wasn't really that fun to catch them all. <laughs> and I kind of liked how Let's Go took a step back and was like, we're going to make catching fun. And it seems like Legends is like, we're taking a step back, maybe from battling. And we're going to make catching fun because you got to sneak up. You got to hide in the grass. You got to craft your Pokeballs. You got to catch a boy Shinx and a girl Shinx. And you got to like sit in the grass and watch Shinx bite another Shinx like 15 times. (laughs) That sounds awesome to me because I did. I I did like I do like catching Pokemon. I do like filling the Pokedex. But how do you make that fun for people who are like, I just care about catching like six Pokemon. And um, I don't know. I, 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 I think that's. I think to me that's compelling. Yeah, I mean that is uh, not something I really thought about because I don't. I'm not a person who likes battling. Like, I mean, I'll battle because you got to battle to go through the game. But I actually really <laughs> like the catching aspect of the games the most. Yeah, I'm like I love completing the Pokedex and going, you know, that whole route. And so, you know, from that standpoint, it's like this is a super exciting. But yeah, for someone who's like super into like the trainer battles and everything, they might look at this and say that's all gone (laughs) yeah i really i really hope they've kind of uh thought about it from every aspect as well because i'm with you i'm not a a like battling is not my favorite part of the games and that's why i really liked let's go because it took catching and took battling out of it and went well how would we do catching without that um ignoring Mm. the legendaries of course and I really hope, because I think the most frustrating thing about catching is the fact that you have to get the health down as low as possible without getting it too low, you know, (laughs) and like you slip up once and oops, it's gone, you know, whereas I really, really, really like the idea of not having to deal with that. Even if it was something like how the Legends works, where you had to knock it out and then try and catch it. Actually, I really Mm. like that idea. I like that too. Because, Mm -hmm. um, and and I'm a bit sad that they've never brought that back, Um, but I really hope it's not just a slightly different battle mechanic 
but you still have to get its HP as close to zero without it actually being zero before you can catch it. I mean, that never made any sense to me. You've knocked the Pokemon out and now it ran away? <laughs> well, I... What? The, How goes, did that work? <laughs> this goes back to the conversation of Let's Go and people were people would be... People would say they didn't like how you could no longer battle the Pokemon anymore. But mm. I was like... But it, you're just doing a mindless task before that which yeah. was you find the pokemon you put it to sleep with spore you used false swipe yeah, exactly. That's and then you fun. threw poke like like you didn't really change how you caught pokemon before let's go unless maybe yeah. it was like a steel type and it was like okay well you soaked it first to change it to water yeah then you false swiped it then you put it but to those sleep are so so few and far between those things yeah, yeah. and it's like like I get, I get where you're coming from. You miss battling the Pokemon, but everyone was using Smeargle. Everyone was using Spore. Everyone was using False Swipe. <laughs> and then once yeah, you I got think that's there, actually where, where yeah, I like, yeah, I think, I think that's where they got the legendary stuff right because you still can battle it, right? And if you want to do some interesting stuff there, feel free. And it's actually, it's, it's almost in some cases, in some cases, harder to knock out the Pokemon than not. In some cases, it's harder not to knock out the Pokemon than it is to knock out the Pokemon. Um, mm -hmm. I actually found some of those legendary battles in Let's Go quite difficult. Like, they were quite tough trying to actually knock it out um, before you could catch it. And I thought I thought that balance worked quite well of, oh, well, I would like to battle the Pokemon where well, you can, and I would like to not have to do this dance of the HP to catch the Pokemon, you know? <laughs> even even if yeah. it was... Even if there was, like, a slight instance of... Because uh, I think in Let's Go, the legends were level 70... So even at that point, right. if you if you put like 400 hours in the game, you have six level 100 Pokemon, you at least had to, I don't know, somewhat prepare uh, where you, because yeah. it gave you a time limit. Exactly. So if you, if you mm -hmm. were against Articuno and you, you put your Butterfree out first, uh, maybe Butterfree doesn't one shot Articuno just because of <laughs> resistances and stuff. So you're like, well, I got to switch. Okay, the timer's going down. There's like a at least a sense of panicking. And I think that's why mm -hmm. I liked SOS battles so much is, hey, yeah, it was repetitive, but you kind of had to prepare for the SOS battle. You know, in a situation of, hey, I'm going to SOS Graveler. Oh, okay, Graveler has self-destruct, so I have to bring like a, a Pokemon with damp. Or, hey, I'm going to SOS, uh, I don't know, a, a, a Teddy Ursa that knows takedown. Don't think that actually exists in Sun and Moon, but for the sake of this example, you know, takedown it can it knock itself out. So hey, maybe I'm going to bring a ghost, so it can't use takedown. Like I think there was more cleverness behind SOS battles than people gave credit for, and it was yeah. the hmm. once you got into the SOS battle, it was pretty repetitive. But the prep for the SOS battle was like I don't know, kind of exciting to me. This is why I still. This is why my favorite method of shiny hunting is still SOS battles. It's for that reason. Is like prepping Pokemon to to be in there and then, you know, going through the whole thing. And then, you know, you get into it and like you said, it's repetitive. But it's like the whole everything that goes into doing an SOS battle is very fun for me. And so when it comes to like shiny hunting or or things like that, it's like that's kind of where I go first is like, what haven't I SOS battled yet? And mm. like let's get it all set up. So I wonder. And this is just throwing this out there. And I'm really sorry if I get someone's hope, hopes up and this doesn't happen. I wonder, because there, there is no overworld and battle, right, in this game. The, clearly, this is just like you battle in the overworld, right? 
I wonder whether they might allow other wild Pokemon to join the battle against you, like SOS battles. Like you actually see them, you know, call for help or notice oh. or whatever and just run over and join in the battle. Um, there, there are other that RPGs feel... that do that. Right. Where like more monsters I mean, it, come ma- in. it would make perfect sense for this game, right? Because it is an open world and there's going to be Pokemon. Every... Let's apologize for that term. I'll rant about that in a minute. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're just going to be wandering around and it would, it would make perfect sense if one was to go, oh, I'll pop over. Now, they haven't shown us that and there have been a lot of battle uh, scenes they've shown us and maybe they're just being careful and they're not showing that yet because they don't want to, you know, shove too much information into one bit. They always do. Every company does this with trailers, right? They, they show you only what they want you to show you and not everything else. Um, but, I think it'll be interesting if if they do something like that. Yeah, I do think that the um again not to like bring this up to be something that's going to happen when they haven't shown us this at all, but to your point of like Pokémon helping other Pokémon or whatever, it is interesting that they made a this kind of made a big deal of the fact that like Growlithe, Hisui and Growlithe like guards in two. <laughs> like they oh, watch yeah. their territory in pairs. Mm. So like that's and they, you know that's kind of like on the website it was kind of talked about in the presents like that is just kind of an interesting concept that kind of goes mm-hmm. along with your your thought are we ready for my open world yeah let's now? let's let's end with the open world stuff here <laughs> i don't think people know what they mean by open world right and and this is my wow. hot take this is my hot take breath of the wild is an open world right because if by open world you have to be able to go to anywhere on the map from the start of the game. You can't do that on Breath of the Wild. You have to unlock the end of the first the tutorial area before you can go anywhere else. And I think there are very few games ever that are fully open world, if that is your definition of open world. And so I'm not even sure what people think they mean by this and what they expect from this game. Now, I will agree with you, Steve, that they haven't said the, wor- the phrase open world. That doesn't mean it's not. <laughs> sure. You know, and I'm just, I'm, I don't, from my point of view, open world isn't, you can go anywhere from, from the beginning, right? I think my, my, and, and maybe this is something that is kind of changing as time goes on and exactly what this definition means. I think what people actually mean by open world is that aspect of um, the vastness of something and the idea of not necessarily I can go anywhere, but like I have a lot of freedom. So it's not linear. Now, there may well be areas that you have to wait, do something to unlock another area or blah, 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 whatever. But it's not like a linear path that you're taking like most Pokemon games have been over the t- over the time period. And I also think there's an aspect to the, the combat in that most open world games, you have you don't have that concept of an overworld and a battle. And I think that mm-hmm. is actually a really core aspect of these games, which this game does have. So what is an open world game? I don't know what people actually mean by it, but I would be perfectly happy with calling this an open world game, even if you can't get everywhere all, all at the start. I, I've always kind of, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Al. Um, I always kind of thought open world as, it is, as like simple as this may sound, just like, a lack of loading screens when moving from one area to the next, <laughs> right? Like yeah. a lack of, so I see that in like, you see that in like Grand Theft Auto, for instance, you see that in um, Zelda where like you can enter like a, a location, you can enter a building where, or whatever, and there's no loading screen to switch it to that next scene, next scenario. Like 
Um, and I think in simple terms, like I think people think of it that way too. Like as long as you're just going from one place to the next and there isn't something like stopping you, there isn't just like this second screen that pops up. That's like, okay, loading to the next thing. <laughs> then like it's considered mm. like open world in a lot of people's minds. And again, like agreeing with you, Al, like I think that people don't, they, they, I think people see open world in like, they have different perspectives for what open world is. But I think that like a lot of people say Zelda's open world and like Grand Theft Auto's open world because you can just move around without like anything really stopping you mm-hmm. once you've unlocked those areas. Right. That's like, I think how people define open world, even if that is whether that's right or not, I don't know. And I don't like, I'm also fine calling this game open world or calling Zelda open world. Um, but I think that's, that's where some people come from at least. I think, I think it comes from, yeah, I think, I think Al, Al made a good point of everyone has different definitions of open world. I think I see open world as probably like the Morrowind or Elder Scrolls. And I think the majority of people see it that way. Like when you start Elder Scrolls, which at this point has been on every console under the sun. (laughs) and has been re-released more than any other game combined but when you get when you get off the boat uh, is it a boat or is it a wagon i can't can't even remember i think in morrowind it's a a boat i think in elder scrolls it's a wagon when you (laughs) when you get off said item (laughs) said said location and you do the tutorial at that point you can go anywhere you want and that has always seemed open world to me and i think in breath of the wild Theoretically, you can do that too, except the tutorial in that game is way longer because you have to get the four different, you have to get like the stasis and the, yeah, the whatever. Yeah. Um, and then once you get out of tutorial land, you can theoretically go wherever you want. But you could look at a game like Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I think Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City. I don't remember the newer ones. I'm super sorry, but they were broken into three sections. And you mm-hmm. couldn't go anywhere you want. You could go anywhere you want in the first section. But I, I'm pretty sure it's Grand Theft Auto 3. The other two sections are cl- the bridge is out. And you could mm-hmm. glitch your way over the bridge. But theoretically, you had to do so much of the story to get the bridge to come down to go to the second part of the city. Uh, I think inf- Infamous... Boy, I didn't think on a Pokemon podcast I would bring up Infamous. Infamous <laughs> was the same way. There was this huge city and it was theoretically open world but you couldn't access other parts of the city until you fix the power generator far cry the same thing like you couldn't access the entire map without climbing a tower and then hitting the bell and then opening up the other part (laughs) of the map but these games Mm -hmm. are considered open world uh and i i wouldn't i wouldn't be like well technically infamous is an open world because you can't like i get it i once once you open the map you can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think I think Breath of the Wild, it also has other things where like, you know, you can't get, you can technically go to some areas, but you'll die if you don't have the right thing. Does that count as being open world? Maybe. There's some islands where you have to get a certain amount of stamina before you can actually, you know, get over to them, that sort of stuff. I guess maybe it's a difference between like the 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 thing that's stopping you getting to an area or fully exploring an area is more than just an invisible wall. Or, you know, a Snorlax is in the way or something like that. Right. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's different. And I think that 
actually, I would be very surprised if Legends has something like the traditional Pokemon game does, stopping you going from one area to another. They may well have more Breath of the Wild type things where, oh, you have to get this to like actually survive in this area, mm-hmm. like up up the, the mountain or whatever. But I'd be very surprised if there was like, here's this chunk of land and you have to cross this bridge and there's a Snorlax on it or whatever, and you can't go over the water. It just feels like it would go against what the game is trying to get. And so from that aspect of things, I think that they would be... uh, I think they would be misleading in their trailers if that's what they were doing. Because I think they're they're trying to give the feeling of that. And if they've not actually implemented that, that is misleading. And I think that... I I think that people would be legitimately annoyed about that, me included. I think that it's just I think it's smart that they don't use the word open world because it sets unrealistic expectations. I mean, unfortunately, like (laughs) Monster Hunter, I think we've set it anyway. Like Monster Hunter Stories 2, you can go anywhere on that first island when you get the game. And if you decide to go to the very far of the island in... Uh, sorry, Monster Hunter Stories 2, maybe not the best example since maybe not a lot of people played it, but it is a relatively new game. It just came out like two months ago. Um, you could go to the very far end of the island and you could explore there, but the monsters are going to be very strong and you might, you mm-hmm. probably will die. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you finish that first island, you go to a second island, which is way bigger. And like the quote unquote wild area that's there is like twice the size of the... Um, wild area and sword and shield it's very very big uh and then there's another place but i don't i wouldn't i don't know if i would consider that open world right like you have this island that you're <laughs> confined to and then when you get to the first uh, the second island you don't really have a reason to go back to the first island but i mean you could if you wanted to explore it um and then once you do that you're on to a different uh i would i i, I would would not be surprised if legends was restricted by like the basque legion like hey you can't get over here because you don't have a fish to ride mm-hmm. you don't have a bird to fly well, on so like i mean maybe you can swim that's true maybe you can swim uh cool. or maybe it's just a standard pokemon game hey you need to do <laughs> yeah maybe you need to do 10 hours before we give you surf <laughs> <laughs> and surf I in guess, this game I guess happens the thing to is just be a basque legion i guess that's I guess that's the thing. We just don't know enough uh, to um, to make that concrete uh, idea of what that will be. Um, I just, I think I would be, I feel like, yes, they've not used the term open world, but I feel like they're giving that feeling across. I think it, it feels deliberate. Maybe yes. it's not deliberate. Maybe they're just being, maybe they're not thinking about that. Because I think one of the things that happens a lot with, marketing is you go hey here's this really cool thing we want to show off to people and then everybody goes oh but what about this that you've also shown to us and you're like hold up we didn't say that right (laughs) and so people's expectations are different um from what what you have uh that happens all the time um you know as a developer that that launches things you know people see things that you haven't actually said um and so maybe i'm being a bit unfair but i feel like if they don't realize what they're doing that, that feels a little bit naive um, you know, the first trailer literally opened with the same, you know, Breath of the Wild <laughs> yes. view that we all know. Like, how could you not know that's what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How do you not know that your ground texture looks bad? 
All ground textures look bad. You just cover it in, with grass. That's why all open world games have grass. <laughs> grass or <laughs> snow or sand. Show me, the three. <laughs> show me a good looking ground texture and I will show you a Pokemon game with a good looking ground Hey, texture. I will tell you, as somebody who re-downloaded Destiny 2 last night, that whole game is beautiful start to finish. But also, the, it's not running on a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I think we, I, 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 I am confident we could talk for another 90 minutes. There's not a doubt in my head, but I feel like we need yeah, to Sorry, that up. wasn't the 45 minutes you wanted. That's okay. Uh, I, I think everyone will be happy regardless. Uh, Al, yeah. where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Scott bot. Uh, is this where I, uh, is this where I plug the podcast as well? Yeah. yeah whatever you want. Uh, if you like farming games, you can come listen to my podcast about farming games uh, called The Harvest Season. We're on Twitter at THSPod. Um, we've got lots of exciting upcoming episodes. Bobby, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, PKMN Snaps, or Instagram, uh, PKMN.Snaps. The lack of symmetry drives me crazy. <laughs> I, it drives me crazy. I can't get them to take the person, remove their account who's been inactive for like five years, who has the pokemon snaps without the dot in instagram so. this is this is what you do hear me out you change both names xx pkmn snaps xx <laughs> think about it <laughs> think about it um i'll give it some thought okay I'll give it some th- <laughs> uh thank you so much for being a patreon i hope you enjoy these bonus episodes feel free to continue the discussion in our slack or our discord or on twitter um, I love hearing from everyone. It's literally, I said this, I think last week, I, I love waking up after a new podcast and seeing um, <laughs> conversations and, and yeah, it, it really makes my day that you guys care so much about, you know, what we say, because I don't have a lot to say. I mean, I have a lot to say, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's very useless. It's so it makes me feel good at least. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Pokemon podcast and we are uh, super grain textures. <laughs> nice <laughs>